0: Will you join with me in prayer? Lord Jesus, we give you thanks for those moments when we encounter you. God, when you become real to us. God, when you even change our lives. So we open ourselves as we read in your word and hear the stories of people who have encountered you and pray that we would encounter you ourselves wherever we may be. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I love that we're doing a sermon series on Encounters with Jesus. And I'm going to be honest with you about why I'm excited about the opportunity to preach some of these sermons. First, and obviously, it's always good to preach about an encounter with Jesus. They are always fascinating, always helpful. But to be transparent, there are a couple of other reasons why I like this series. First of all, I'm expecting that these sermons are going to be a little bit easier to write. I'll let you know if I'm wrong, but a sermon on blind Bartimaeus was easier to prepare than a sermon on how can a loving God send people to hell, or the question of why do science and religion seem to conflict so often, or walking through the darkness of shame, all of which are actual titles of sermons that I have preached at First Church. But another reason that I'm excited for this series is that I got to choose the encounters I preached on. I had the delightful opportunity to think through all of the Jesus encounters that I have read about and to choose four that I would focus on and preach about this summer. After worship, I would love to hear some of the stories you would choose if you have the opportunity to do what I did. And if you're watching this uh, on a Sunday morning, I would encourage you to put that in the chat to share with the online host. If you are watching this and listening to it later, you can go on social media pages and share with us what your favorite Jesus encounters are. But one of my favorite stories in the Gospels about encounters with Jesus is the story of Bartimaeus in Mark chapter 10. And quite honestly, I've been waiting 12 years to preach on this story because it is one of my favorite Bible stories. Now, you, that may surprise you. You probably would not have guessed that. Uh, it is not a widely loved story like the story of the prodigal son. It is not a story about a woman like the story of the woman at the well. On the surface, I have very little in common with Bartimaeus. I may wear glasses, but I wouldn't say that I am visually challenged. I have never had to beg for my daily needs, as Bartimaeus does. I am not even inclined to make a ruckus, as Bartimaeus did, calling out louder and louder for Jesus to not pass him by and to have mercy on him. But I love this story, and this is why. In the fall of 2011, I was attending Wesley Theological Seminary, And one of the classes that I took was a class called Biblical Storytelling. And Biblical Storytelling is a way of sharing the scripture that is similar to how scripture was shared in Jesus' time. You don't read it. You study it. You memorize it. You enact it. And you live with it to the fullest extent that you can so that it actually becomes part of you. And when I took biblical storytelling, the bulk of my work and the bulk of my grade was based on a project that I was assigned to do related to a passage of Scripture. And the passage that I was assigned was Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52, the story of Bartimaeus. Over an entire semester, I read, I recorded, I listened to, I practiced and I presented this story. I memorized it. I researched it and I wrote three different papers on it. I presented it to my class with visuals and movement and music to help bring this story to life. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy for me to memorize it. First of all, I was twice the age of many of my classmates, and my memorization skills weren't as sharp as they had once been. I invested a lot in these seven verses of scripture, and they have come to mean a lot to me. And so before we even look at the story and what happens, I wanna share with you something that I've learned from this story, which is this the more you engage with scripture, the more you will love it. If you find the Bible is boring or confusing or overwhelming, keep reading. If you're not a reader, listen to it on the YouVersion Bible app. If it's hard for you to understand buy a translation that is easier for you to read so that the language isn't a stumbling block, If you have difficulty in forming a habit, find an accountability partner who will help you keep your commitment to reading scripture. And if you don't know where to start, we'll start with Mark. It's short, it's action-packed, and it includes this story about Bartimaeus. And for those of you who know your Bible well, who have studied it for years, I wanna challenge you to take a next step of engaging with Scripture by hiding it in your heart, to not just read it and study it, but make it part of who you are by memorizing it. I know that memorizing isn't easy, especially if you are over 50, because there are parts of your brain that get tired once you hit 50, but I wanna say you can do it. If you're new to scripture memorization, let me suggest just memorize a single verse from this story. And I would suggest verse 51. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus said to them. I want to invite you to memorize that scripture because I think that is a question for each one of us. What do you want Jesus to do for you? Scripture is not like a reference book filled with important and helpful information. Scripture is God's story and you are part of that story. When the scripture is presented, ideally, it draws you in to the story. So I want you to, and to invite you to not just listen to the words that I'm going to say, but to participate in this story from Mark chapter 10 verses 46. To 52. They came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me! Many sternly ordered him to be quiet. But he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still. He said to them, call him here. And so they called the blind man saying, take heart, get up. He is calling you. Throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and went to Jesus. Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, my teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, go, your faith has made you well. And immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. In biblical times, you wouldn't have just sat quietly and listened to me tell that story. You would have been involved in the telling. When I said, many sternly ordered him to be quiet, you would have also tried to hush the cries of Bartimaeus. And at the end, when Jesus said, go, your faith has made you well, You would have applauded and cheered for Jesus's power and Bartimaeus's good fortune, because you would have known what it is like to be in desperate need. What do you want Jesus to do for you? Is it something big? Something small? Is it something Jesus would want to do for you? Maybe you think that whatever it is that you want Jesus to do for you isn't important enough to trouble Jesus. Well, look at this story. It takes place in Jericho, which is only 12 miles from Jerusalem. And if you scan down to the very next story, what you will see is that this encounter happens right before Jesus enters Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. And so this is Jesus's last encounter before he goes to Jerusalem to die on the cross, Surely he has much on his mind. We even see a sense of urgency in verse 46. Did you notice it? They came to Jericho and as Jesus and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho. (laughs) So in one verse, they arrive and they're on their way out. And yet Jesus is interrupted by this blind beggar who cries out louder and louder, Jesus son of david have mercy on me i think that i have probably read this passage a hundred times but i and i have memorized it and i have studied it but i you know i never noticed something until i was preparing this sermon blind bartimaeus is sitting by the roadside and a large crowd is passing by and a large crowd is noisy and yet, Bartimaeus cries out so loudly that his voice is heard above all of the noise and Jesus stood still when he heard it. What a clear picture of Jesus' compassion. Jesus had a profoundly difficult and demanding week ahead of him. Jesus is surrounded by a large crowd following this rabbi who taught with authority, who fed the multitudes, who cast out demons, and yet he stops when he hears the voice of a blind beggar sitting in the dust with a crowd passing by shouting to be heard above all the noise. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Mark wants you to enter this story, to once again be moved by Jesus's compassion, not just for Bartimaeus, but for you. Maybe you feel like you are sitting in the dust and everyone is passing you by. Maybe you're the quiet person that nobody seems to notice. Maybe you are the old person who struggles to do day-to-day necessary things. Maybe you are the single person who feels alone in a world of families. Maybe you're the new person who feels lonely. Remember, Jesus stood still. When he heard Bartimaeus's cries. This story also clearly shows Bartimaeus's fervor. Bartimaeus is intense, he's passionate, he's insistent, and he is desperate. And he will not be stopped When the crowd sternly orders him to be quiet, he cries out even more loudly because he doesn't care what other people think. Jesus is passing through and he needs Jesus to do something for him. And so Bartimaeus creates a ruckus. Is it wrong to create a ruckus? Obviously, sometimes it is. We have a lot of people in our culture who desperately want what they want and are willing to push and shout and do whatever is necessary to get their way. But Bartimaeus isn't raising a ruckus in order to have his way. He is a desperate man who is begging for mercy. Mark invites you into the story to consider what you are so desperately in need of that you are willing to cry out to Jesus loudly and persistently, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Bartimaeus knew what he wanted from Jesus. When Jesus stops and calls Bartimaeus and asks him, what do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus is ready. Bartimaeus knows what he wants. My teacher, let me see again. It reminds me of a scene in the Disney movie, Aladdin, when Aladdin and Abu are trapped in a cave and they discover a genie. They are desperate, right? And they are in the presence of great power. And the genie basically asks the same question as Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? There are some similarities and some differences between Bartimaeus and Aladdin, of course, but I want to invite you to once again, enter the story. And let me ask you, how is the genie like, and how is a genie not like Jesus? Both of them have supernatural powers, right? The genie and the Jesus are both willing to respond to human requests. But the genie is limited in his power, right? There are some rules to what he can and cannot do. One thing is Jesus can bring dead people back to life, but the genie says no can do on that. Uh, also, Jesus doesn't only request uh, honor requests from one person. The, the genie has a one-person kind of deal. And Aladdin has to think very carefully before he uses one of his only three wishes. Bartimaeus doesn't need to think at all. He knows exactly what he wants from Jesus. He wants to see again. Now you enter the story. You are standing in front of Jesus. You are asked the question, what do you want me to do for you? Do you know how you would answer that question? You see, if you memorize this verse of scripture, it becomes part of you. It's a question you live with. I think it's an important question, and I want to answer it well. And so I've made this, per, this, uh, this verse part of my prayer time for about the last month. I also know that not everybody answers this question well. In fact, Mark tells us about two disciples who were also asked this very same question by Jesus. So if you have your Bible with you, I just want to invite you to look at Mark chapter 10, verses, verse 36, the story that happens right before this one, where Jesus is with his disciples, James and John. And he asks them, what do you want me to do for you? And James and John also knew what they wanted. And they replied, let us sit at the right and the other at your left in your glory. And that's not a good answer. So Jesus responds to this request in verse 38. You do not know what you are asking. I don't think it's an accident that Mark places these two stories back to back. James and John asked, What do you want me to do for you? And these disciples who have walked with Jesus, been taught by Jesus, witnessed Jesus's miracles, they ask to be made a big deal. They say, Hey, glorify me, Jesus. And then there's Bartimaeus, who is sitting in the dirt, begging to be able to see again. James and John ask Jesus to make them great. Bartimaeus realizes that Jesus is great. I don't think that it's a simple healing story. I think there's more going on than Bartimaeus regaining his sight because James and John, they have physical sight. They can see, but at the end of the story, we see that they are spiritually blind. And Bartimaeus starts out physically blind, but at the end of the story, we see that he can spiritually see and physically see. Bartimaeus is more than a blind beggar who receives a healing miracle from Jesus. When I lived with this story for weeks on end, I noticed some things that might not have jumped out at me by simply reading it through once. Notice the word call. It's used three times in verse 49. Jesus is the first one. He says to the people, call him. And then the crowd calls the blind man, And they say to him, he is calling you. Notice also in this story that the title that Bartimaeus gives to Jesus changes. At the beginning, he calls him son of David as he's crying out to him because son of David is a messianic title. He is calling to Jesus because he believes that Jesus is the deliverer who will come to set the Jewish people free from oppression. But when he's standing in front of Jesus, he doesn't call him son of David. When he stands in front of him, he calls him rabbi, which means my teacher. And if Jesus is Bartimaeus's teacher, that means that Bartimaeus is a disciple. Look at what Jesus says to him. He says, go, your faith has made you well or your faith has healed you. And the word for healed and well is the word sozo, a word that can mean healed or saved. Your faith has saved you, Bartimaeus. It hasn't simply resulted in the restoration of your physical sight. Bartimaeus has become a disciple of Jesus. How do we know that? Well, first of all, because he calls Jesus rabbi, my teacher but also because of the way that Mark ends this story. So look at verse 52. Jesus says to him, go, your faith has made you well. Immediately, he regained his sight and followed him on the way. Now, if I were sharing this story with you in biblical times, Jesus's last statement, go, your faith has made you well, would have elicited applause and cheers from you. It seems like the end of the story. But Mark doesn't want you to applaud that line. So I don't think that that line should be read like I just read it. Instead, I think it should be read like this. Go, your faith has made you well, and immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. Mark uses that word immediately a lot. And in this case, it shows us that the restoration of Bartimaeus' sight isn't the end of the story. Keep going. And why is that important? Because the climax of the story isn't the moment when Bartimaeus regains his sight. The climax is that Bartimaeus is no longer sitting by the roadside crying out for mercy. He is following Jesus on the way. Bartimaeus knew what he wanted from Jesus, and it not only changed his vision, it changed his life. Do you know what you want Jesus to do for you? Is there something you want Jesus to do for you so that like Bartimaeus, you might better follow Jesus on the way? In this season of your life right now, what do you most want Jesus to do for you? Not for your glory or your comfort or your pleasure, like James and John, but like Bartimaeus, do you need mercy? And like Bartimaeus, do you consider Jesus as my teacher, so much so that you will follow in his footsteps, even to Jerusalem, where they will ridicule Jesus and where he will suffer on the cross. When I was wrestling with my sense of call to ministry, what I most wanted from Jesus was to clarify what that call was. And it took more than 10 years, but Jesus answered my request. When I had children at home and I was in the active parenting years, what I most wanted from Jesus was that all three of my children would know him and walk with him. Over and over and over, I asked Jesus to do that for me, to let them see him for who he really is. And Jesus has answered that request, too. What is so important to you? that you will cry out for mercy from Jesus. This isn't just a story about Bartimaeus. You are invited to enter this story. And Jesus asks you, what do you want me to do for you? Amen.